the idea came from my son. My son, my oldest son was like, he stayed in the apartment complex. He was like, Dad, I want to start a valet trash business. And I was like, what is valet trash? Like, explain to me. When I, uh, so when I retired, uh, I was bored, man. I didn't have nothing to do. I was just traveling. If you get a contract, let's say with Gables, Gables apartment complex. If you get a contract with Gables and you're doing good, that's the, their their sister apartment gonna be like, hey, who do y'all use for valet trash? I'm not gonna fight with you because if I fight with you, you messing with my money. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Dre and Smiley Inner Circle Podcast. Today we have another great guest on the show. Awesome. I'm excited to tell you that we have Rafael Acosta on our show. Rafael is a retired Marines, 21 years in the service. We thank you for your service and the dedication to the country. But what's most fascinating about Rafael, especially when I met him, he he lives in Tampa. <laughs> And he controls his business that he started in Texas. He started a business in 2017. Gregarious person, full of life. He's just living and enjoying life. As you see, he has the, the ocean in the backdrop. But Raphael, thanks on the show, man. And, and we really appreciate you for sharing your time with us. But the first question is, if you can, how do you go from being a Marine and starting your own business? How, what was the catalyst for that? When I, uh, so when I retired, uh, I was bored, man. I didn't have nothing to do. I was just traveling. And uh, people kept coming up to me saying, hey, man, I want to start a business with you. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. But my wife, she told me, she was like, yo, if everybody want to start a business with you, once you start your own business, they see something in you. And I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm enjoying life. I'm relaxed. You know, I'm retired. I don't need to start a business. She was like, well, if something happened to you, like, what are you going to leave to your kids? And I was like, you know what? I need to start something, man, because I want to break the cycle. Like, we don't, our family before us, generation before us, they did what they had to do for us to get to where we at. But we don't never have nothing to pass down. But bills or or debt, that's what we passing down to our kids. So I want to break that cycle. So me coming, you know, born in another country, coming here, you know, I got strong family ties. You know, I believe in family first. And so I want to start a legacy. That's where I wanted to leave my family. So, uh, so I said, you know what? What business you want to start? She's like, anything that make money. So I started thinking like I could be a grave digger because they ain't gonna visit. People will continue to die. I could be a doctor. But I mean, I got to go back to school because people are always gonna be sick. Or I could start a janitorial cleaning business because as long as there's people around, people are gonna be messy, and that's never gonna go away. So I started a janitorial cleaning business and. Uh, I had to try to find a niche. So my niche was, what can I do that won't affect? Like if something, if a, a catastrophe happened or something, what, what won't I do that won't affect? So I started cleaning apartment complexes, senior living homes, warehouses. And it's crazy because when the uh, COVID hit, it affected a lot of people. But it didn't affect me because where there's people, I got to clean so they can get, you know, they got a germ, so I got to clean so they won't get sick. So, me staying in an apartment complex, living home, my people need to work. Me doing warehouses, because warehouses still got to produce products to get to the store, so they couldn't shut down. That's the reason I got into business, man, and 
been doing great. I wanted to start out small, just wanted like one or two contracts. And by God, you know, by he blessing me, man, I'm in Austin, Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas now. Wow. So you know, you know what's interesting, Raphael. So I was telling my I was telling my uh, my son, I was like, listen, if you ever want to start a business, there's three industries minimum. There's others, but generally speaking, there's three industries where there's always money coming in. A mortician, because like you said, people always die. Yeah. A, phys- a physician, people always trying to stay alive. Yeah. And a, a barber or somebody who does hair. Because no matter how time, how bad times are, you know a brother's going to find somebody to get his hair cut. Right. right? Wants <laughs> so, and, and then uh, another area I hadn't thought about is janitorial services. Um, just yesterday, I was talking to someone, and they were saying they were thinking about doing the same thing for apartment buildings, right, where they collect the garbage. And so... I do that, too, for that kind of trash. So I want to hear about that. So, so what's interesting about this this one building I was uh, talking to this person about when they sign whoever signs a lease at that, in that building, they have to agree to pay thirty dollars a month for someone to come collect your trash. Even if you don't, you know, want anybody collecting your trash, you still got to pay that thirty dollars. That building has about four hundred and fifty units. So do the math, right? That's some good money. And all mm-hmm. of, and whoever whoever gets that contract, all they gotta do is go down. It's only four floors. All they gotta do is go down the hall with a bin, dump the trash, take it downstairs, put it in the uh, compactor. That's it. That's so, some easy, so that, easy money. That's one. That's one of the jobs. That's one of the things we do. We do valet trash. So 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 two questions for you. One, um, where did the idea come from? And then two, how did you find your contracts? Okay, so. The idea came from my son. My son, my oldest son was like, he stayed in the apartment complex. He was like, Dad, I want to start a valet trash business. And I was like, what is valet trash? Like, explain to me. So he explained it to me, but he never got, he never did it. I said, you know what, son, I'm going to, I'm going to start that because I do janitorial for the apartment complex anyway. So I can just incorporate what I do. So what, what they do, I'll give you an example. Like one apartment complex, I clean their stairways their uh, common areas in the office. And just by doing that, I make $3,000 a month just doing that. Then I throw Is in it 20000 3000 Okay, that's good money. That's good money. Yeah. That's good money. So that's one apartment complex. And then I add valet trash. So valet trash, like you said, they got 300 units. I go to the, I go talk to the property manager. The property manager, I tell them that there's no amenity that you offer that brings the apartment complex money. So, I mean, they got a gym, but they can't charge for the gym. They got a pool. They can't charge for the pool. They have a clubhouse. They can't charge for the clubhouse unless they rent it out. That's the only way they can make money. So, Ballet Trash, you offer the client a service where they don't have to take out the trash. They just leave it out their front door. And I'm going to charge you, I'm just going to throw out a number to keep it simple. I'm going to charge you $10 a door. So, if they got 300 doors, that's $3,000, right? Yep. So if I'm charging you ten dollar door and you charge the client twenty to thirty dollar door, that brings apartment. That's a revenue that brings to the apartment complex. That's the only amenity that the apartment complex can make money. So of course they want to make money, so they yeah. hire. So then let's say now they hire me and I'm doing that. Now I'm making three thousand dollars a month just for doing that. So now this one apartment complex, I'm making six thousand dollars a month. I paid my I paid. My Chloe, fifteen to twenty dollars. That's seven hundred and forty dollars. They they making a month, so seven hundred forty subtract six thousand. 
that's what money I bring in. Wow. <laughs> My man's a businessman. <laughs> like, like, like Jay-Z said, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. man. <laughs> yeah, so, I do, uh, so one apartment complex, I do valet trash, which is 3000 I clean their common areas, which is 3000 I do ground creeping, so my guys go out and pick out the trash and do out the dog shoes and stuff like that. That's 3000 So one apartment is $9,000. I got 10 apartment complex, so you add it up, that's what I'm making. And that's and you're doing all three services for each of those apartment complexes? Or just one apartment complex. So, okay, yeah, gotcha. So each of them, each of yeah, them yeah, yeah. services what I do with them. So I might make 6000 this one. It all depends how many units they have. But it's, it's easy. That's the only – so valet trash, what happens is you, you're paid for the trash can, right? So if the trash can costs $10, you got to come out of pocket $3,000. But that three thousand dollars, you only come out of the trash can one time. If you but wait a second, why do why do you have to pay for the trash can? Don't the tenants have their own trash can? No, no, we provide the trash can for all of them. So while we provide the trash cans for all of them, uh, that's three thousand dollars, and that's only one time. This is the only business that you pay one time for a supply that you never have to buy again. Right. So if I buy ten dollars one time trash can, and yeah. I sign a three year contract, I never buy a trash can again. Yeah. That's this constant three thousand dollars coming every month, residual income. Right, right, right. And if yeah. the if the client tears up the trash can, then you can charge him for the trash can. And ah, that was my next question because you know some people if it's not theirs they don't care about it. Nah, they, if they tear it up. Good. So then you tell the apartment complex too, like there's violations. So let's say the client don't put the trash bag in the trash can. They leave it on the side. That's a violation. That's another. That's another way the apartment a complex make. Money. Yeah. yeah, because you apartment complex. Hey, they didn't put it out here. They, to the apartment complex, find them. So the apartment complex continue to make money, make your job easier. Because if they don't put it in there, I mean, if they put it in there, they're good. So I only deal with luxury apartment complexes because uh... the they have trash chutes. So all you go on the floor, you just dump, take your class, throw it down the trash chute, and go down to the next floor and use elevators. Yeah, this is the exact same thing I was talking about this guy with yesterday because he was saying and that's that's that so 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 he lives in the apartment complex. Yes. And he sees these guys collecting the trash. Yep. And he's kind of frustrated because he's like I don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth paying 30 $30 when I can just walk down the hall and put it in the chute. And so right. he's trying to figure out a way to start his own service. Yes. Because clearly, whoever has this service is get is you know it's cake, it's cake. Right. So every valet trash have something to offer. So you have to look and see what is in your area, and what they do, and what they don't do. Whatever they don't do, that's what you want to put in your package, because you want something other than what they're doing. So like mine, I do janitorial and and valet trash. So if a valet trash, let's say let's say a company have valet trash, but they're picking up trash, but they leave a mess. No, they ain't, they ain't their job to clean it up. But because I do janitorial and valet, if I, my guys make a mess, I'm cleaning it up. Now, granted, I also add this. Like, your guy got to go to each door to get the trash regardless, right? So I tell the apartment complex, hey, if you ever got a flyers you need to hang out, let me know. My guys will hang out the flyers. They got to go to the doors anyway. Right. That's just the extra work that your guys don't have to do. So what you tell them... I see, I noticed that when I walk around your complex, let you know, I see trash blowing around. My guys will take care of that. 
I also noticed that sometimes at nighttime, because my guys come at night, they only work. Well, I'll get back to that in a little bit. My guys come at night. So when they come at night, I see that your pool area is kind of messed up. You know, we can straighten that up before we leave. That'll give your, your maintenance guy to work on focus on work orders instead of doing this. I can relieve your guys to focus on that way you can knock out more work orders. They thinking, okay, yeah, because my guys need time on that. Now, granted, your employee, the reason why he's going to be happy, because he only works Sunday through Thursday and no holidays. He don't work on Fridays and he don't work on Saturdays and don't work on holidays. So if a holiday fall on a Monday or Tuesday, he's off. Mm-hmm. And he still and I tell him, this is what I tell my guys. I don't know what everybody else do. If the apartment complex is closed, no reason to you, I'm still gonna pay you for that day. The reason why, because the common process is gonna pay you for the month, so you can pay regardless. So once you pass down that benefit to your employees, they're gonna be happy. Yeah, I like that. So, so Dre asked earlier, but so this is fascinating. How do you how do you secure your contracts and and how if you if you explain one, how do you get multi city or how do you do it from okay. Austin and different so, areas? So you. There's, there's several ways, you know, to get the data. One of the ways is I started out by going door to door. What I did was I just got, I just mapped out the area of what complex in there. And then I put that, I put those address in MapQuest. MapQuest will give you a smart route to save time to map it out for you. And then I go, I follow that route. When I go to the apartment complex, I ask them, do y'all have valet trash? They'll tell me yes or no. If they say yes, I say from a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate them? 10 being the highest. If they give you anything other than 10, then they need valid trash. And I tell them, I say, well, why is it not a 10? Like, what are they not doing? They'll tell you what they're not doing. That's what you take notes to make sure. Well, you know what? How can I get that contract? Because I'm going to turn that 7 into a 10. I can do everything that you're talking about they're not doing. I can incorporate it in our package and we'll do those things. You see what I'm saying? That's how you get the that's how you get uh, the contracts. When you go in there, you just got to talk to the property manager, explain what you're trying to do, uh, you can see where the faults are, and then you get the contract. You ask another question. I, I was trying to get back to you. The second one is no. That's a perfect answer on how you secure the contract. It sounds like you got the salesmanship in your the way you negotiate. But how do you do it in multiple cities okay. when you're here in Florida? That's what I want to know. Do it on the phone or do you fly to? So, so this is how I do it. If you get a contract, let's say with Gables, Gables is apartment complex. If you get a contract with Gables and you're doing good, that's the, their their sister apartment going to be like, hey, who do y'all use for Valley Trash? Or oh, well, we use a co-star cleaning. Well, can you give me their number? So now they give you the number. Now you got two apartment complexes. And so if you got two, then you get with the regional manager. Look, I'm already taking care of two of your apartment complex. How many apartment complexes that you control under your region? They tell me, well, I got nine apartment complexes. Well, I like to do all nine of those. I'm already doing two. You can talk to your property, see how well we're doing. How can I get in there? They're going to be like, you know what? They'll contact their people, see how well you're doing. Then you got nine. So now your two turn into 11. And now, the other. so in another city, because Gable's in other cities too, exact same thing. Hey, I'm already doing nine complexes in Dallas. I'd like to offer my service here in Austin. How can I, who do I need to talk to? Then you talk to them. They contact the one in Dallas, see how well you're doing. Now you're in Austin. If that regional manager got nine, then that's another nine you pick up. And you just that's amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. That okay, so so he, he, here's the challenge that all business owners are facing today, right? Staffing. 
So tell me what what uh, strategy you're using to hire like the best staff and retain them. So my my approach is I'm all like I told you, I'm all about family first. So anybody that's looking for a job, they looking job to either support their family, take care of business. Uh, so I have a family oriented feel with my with my employees. I make them feel like home. I let them know straight up, though. I say, I'm a straight-up person. I'm not going to blow smoke up your tail. If something is wrong, I'm going to tell you. If something's right, I'm going to tell you both ways. I don't lie to you. You don't lie to me. Just like you want your paycheck to be on time, I want you to be on time. If you want to be late, your paycheck is going to be late. You know what I'm saying? We have, we have, we have, a, you got to have that understanding. I let them straight, I let them know right from go. Then I, like, you know what? You know, if you got a family problem, let me know. And, you know, and I can just somebody fill in that spot so you can take care of those issues. A lot of employees, a lot of owners, they don't do that. It's all about numbers with them. If you make it all about people, people don't care about the numbers because how you make them feel. And they make it work. Like, guys, I can tell them, like, yo, man, I got so-and-so. They can't come in, whatever. You know what, boss? I got you. I hold it down. The reason why? Because they know I got their back. If something is wrong, I tell, they tell me. You don't need to argue with the client. None of that. Tell me. I got your back. Let me listen to your story, and I'll go back for you. So they like that. Now they got somebody that's on their back. They're not just on them. So they don't care about the numbers. They just you know they just want to feel comfortable, be at home, have somebody have their back. And so if, they treat, if I treat you like family, I'm going to take care of you. They don't worry about the money. And, I, and then, I, then what I also do is on the holidays, I give everybody bonus. I give everybody like $100 or $50 or $100, just that. I have my super. That's the other thing I do with my supervisors. My supervisor, I tell them like, yo, man, I want you to go to these apartment complex every once in a while and help out the help out employee. So that employee be like, yo, this guy just coming to help, you know, just help me. So this is going to be a light day for me. You know what I'm saying? So now they don't feel like they're just out there on the loan. But my, by my supervisor going out there and helping them out, my supervisor get to see how they work, how they dress, what they do, what they're not doing, just by helping them. That gives me good feedback if I need to keep that person or not. I tell that person, yo, man, so-and-so was out there with you, man. There's a lot of things you know how to do. You need to tighten up your game. I let them know. So if you, you know, if you don't do that, man, you know, I can't keep you on. I got to make sure that I get it because I can't have you affecting my money. So I'm letting you know. So I let them know straight up. So because I'm straight up with them and honest, I get that. Now, your, to answer your question, how do I go about getting them? What I do is, I one, if I treat that guy like family, what he's going to do? Man, I get, man, my boss is cool as hell, man. You need to come work with us, man. I get this. I get this day off. I get paid if I don't even work on this day. Yo, man, you need to come work with us. Word of mouth. That's another way that I get them. Two, uh, if you have, so my supervisor, for you, have to, for you to get on the Texas Workforce Database, you have to pay somebody at least $1,500 a month for at least three months. So my supervisor, I pay him. Two thousand, I pay him two thousand four hundred. So by paying him that, I'm able to get on the Texas debt force. So now I can go in the Texas workforce, look and see who's looking for jobs. I got all their contact. These people looking. I call them, man. You looking for a job? I got a position. I want to interview. So that's one way. Another way I get on uh, Indeed. I don't pay for it because Indeed got a free thing. I get on and I put on there what I'm looking for. People call. That's another way that I interview. The other strategy I use, I do a work interview. I interview you on the phone, then I have you go to work, and I have my supervisor watching. Explain what needs to be done, let them do it. 
If he passed the work interview, then he's good to go. If he can't do the job, then I don't hire him. I said, look, I'm going to pay you for the day if you on my team. I let, I let him know. I'm going to pay you because you came out. And I can't put you on my team. And I tell my supervisor, when you're watching them, the three things I want you to look at. I want how they come up and present themselves. I want to know when you're giving them instruction, what is their attitude? If they have an attitude like know it all or whatever, we don't want that because that automatically is going to be bad. Don't even take it. You have to be able to jail with that guy. If you can't jail with him or her, then I don't want him on the team because you're working with him side by side. So, all right, boss, that's how I do So tell me this. Have you noticed that there's a, a certain demographic that tends to do better in this job than other? For example, maybe those that are uh, also retired or those that are in college or those that are, you know, um, you know, eighteen to twenty-four. Is there a certain demographic that that you found works better in this, in this position? I, it don't matter of the age and stuff in this job because it's so the job is so easy. It don't really take a lot to do. All you doing is pushing mm-hmm. the clay. The only mm-hmm. ones that have problems like some apartment companies don't have elevators. They got to go downstairs. Now that might be a problem. So I always in my in my in my uh, in my post that I put on there, you got to be at least fifty pounds. You better be able to go up and down by the stairs. That's that's required. If you can't do that, and I let them know. I let them know. Did you read? Did you read the uh, the post? Yeah. Did you read? It? They say yes, I did read it. So you understand that it could be occasion that you're going to be up and down stairs. Do you understand that you can be working in rain, heat, cold? Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Because if you don't, you can't do that. I can't put you on a team. If you right. tell me you can't. Then I'm gonna try you out. Not gonna be yeah, you got the job. We're gonna try you out. Yo, I asked my supervisor, yo, man, when he was going up and down the stairs, were you huffing and puffing? He seemed like he <laughs> yo, like, yo, right. he's struggle. I yeah. I can't need somebody that's ready to do it. I don't care about the age and stuff because you got a lot of healthy guys that's old. You got yeah. young kids. So that's what I look at. I look at somebody that's able to do the job and who's hungry. Yeah. So another thing too, what I tell my employees is if you want to start a business, I help you start it. If you want to do something on, I help you start it because I believe in there's no need to have, there's no what it is the person you have knowledge if you don't pass it down. You just holding on to it. Mm-hmm. You always trying to better the other guys to bring them up. And I tell them, look, man, if you're trying to go out the same contract I'm going after, do it. I already know what I provide. I'm not scared. This, right. this, this pie is so big, I just want a piece of it. I don't want all of it. I just mm-hmm. want a piece of it. So by me blessing other people, God just keep blessing me because I'm blessing them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's uh I like that concept. So you you I'm gonna circle back to what you just said. So if you have a supervisor and he says, Raphael, I think I could do this my on my own and build my own team, you would help that supervisor to start his own company. I'll tell you why mentally and guiding them. Just so he can start his own. It's it's like you're passing the knowledge to... Right. So this is what I do. If I help those guys build their contracts, right? Build their business, build their contract. You want me to tell you why that's good for me? Because I'm, so now I'm building a team. So if I help you and I help you, you build your thing up. Now, I'm, I'm you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to hire employees no more. I subcontract to you. Now I'm money on the job. <laughs> It's a master plan. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. That's, yeah, I, no, that's that's awesome. You know what? I, I I was trying to think of it. Was it um, you, when you speak? It, 
Dre, uh, Raphael, uh, pretty sure it was either, oh, it was John D. Rockefeller. John D. Rockefeller said, you would have hired a person to replace you because mm -hmm. if you train that person as if he's replacing you, you can move on to something else and then they could train that next person. You're always hiring your replacement so you can grow and then they can grow. And then like he says, you're building your empire of people who you know can do at least what you were just doing. So it benefits all by training and pulling up everyone below you or coming behind you. And those are people that you trust because they work with you. They understand how you do it. And they know if, if I get a job, I say, yo, man, I got a contract. Do you want it? They say, yes. Okay, I'm going to give it to you. So I'm only looking for 20, 30% of that contract. So they say, okay, cool. So I get 30% of every job they do. And I ain't got a finger on it. Wow. So you're building your subcontractors and you know their quality. That's right, clever. Yeah. That's genius. It's all about yeah. leaving a lady your family when yeah. you pass through. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. one thing I, I for our listeners, you started off by saying that you were born in another country. If you can, yeah. if you can say where you're from, your 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 term here in the, in the U.S. And then one thing is like these these little tidbits of wisdom. Is that something you just learned from from life, or is that something you learned as being a Marine for 21 years? How did you bring in your business so, acumen? I tell you, so my father, he's from Puerto Rico. Me and my mom and sisters from me and my mom and sister from Panama, my grandfather from Barbados, and my grandmother from Jamaica. So when we came to so those cultures believe in strong family. Like we believe in family. Like we take care of our elders and everything else. So we believe in that. Here in the US, they kind of lost sight of that. So being family oriented, people always want to be around family. So uh I just like like every friend that I have, I still have connection with. I don't burn bridges. Uh, so coming in this country, that's one thing about being family. The other thing about structure, you know, my fam my father, he was in the army, so he had structure. Like we take care, you know, we do things. There's certain things we do. Always, if you say you're gonna do something, do it. A man is only good as his word. That's what my father used to always tell me, and he tells me, uh, there's no 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 such thing as an enemy. There's no thing as strangers. You're not a stranger. You're just a friend I haven't met yet. That's what my father used to always tell me. So I don't have, I, just, I just ain't met you yet. I get to know you, we become friends. So I, I apply that. And then he always tell me, always, so when I joined the military, he always tell me, think two ranks ahead. It's, if I'm an E1, I need to perform like I'm an E3. I walk around and talk like I'm an E3. So by, that's how I got promoted so fast because i give you a story, man. I check into a, a unit. Uh, I came in, I just picked up E5. I check into this unit, there's 13 E5s in this unit. I walk in, I observe, and I just walk around just making making orders, delegating. So my master, my E7 master come in, he was like, yo, we need somebody to go to 29 Palm in the desert. I want the youngest guy, to, the youngest E5 to go. So I was like, I'm the youngest E5. He was like, what? He said, no, nah, no. Nah. I said, I just picked up E5 before I get here. He said, you know what? I thought you were going to eat five for a long time. And in the way you boss around orders, you know what? Rafael is not going in. Somebody else, you pick who go to the field and have them go. So they charge Check that out. And I just got when you carry yourself. If you carry yourself like you're important, when people yeah. stop, they're not going to waste your time. They're going to get straight to the point because they right. know that they're time. You got to go somewhere. So I walk fast. If you walk fast, you got somewhere to go. 
walking slow, you don't got nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. So people look at that. They were like, yo, if I stop this guy, I got to talk to him. Uh, I never talk business of where I'm at. People ask me, well, what do you do? Or how you do this? Or, you know what? If you want to know, just come to my office. I'm out here having a good time. So what, the reason why was when they come to your office, now they're on your territory. Mm -hmm. You in your comfort, you in control. When you out there in the other state, you in the neutral zone. You never mm -hmm. want to do you don't never want to do business in the neutral zone. If you have to, then you got to take control of it. So by taking control of it, if I'm going to this property, I'm going to go there early. I'm going to talk to the leasing office. Tell me, like, what, your, what do your manager likes? You know, what, what's their favorite color? The reason why, they tell me their manager's favorite color, when I show up to talk to them, I'm wearing, if their favorite color is blue, I'm wearing blue. <laughs> now, when I talk to the manager, she, she or he feel like we have something in common because I'm wearing blue. Right. Now they, they they let the guards down. So yeah. then I start talking to him. Like, yo, man, you know, before we start the business, I want to know what are the things that you do? Like, how did you get here? They start telling me about themselves. So now they open up. You know what? I'm just like you. And that's what I want to bring to your property. I want to bring right. the same thing. Because I believe in seeing through the customer's eyes. That's how I view the business. I don't want to see it through my eyes because to me, this that customer, like, that's not I got to look right. at his eyes or his eyes to make sure I do that. That's how I do business. You know, it's interesting as, as you're sharing that story. I see now why in the beginning when you said everyone was coming up to you talking about, hey, man, let's start a business. And the reason at first I was wondering, you know, what was it about you that made people want to do that? I see now. It's just how you carry yourself. You know, you, right. you carry yourself like you're about the business. Right. Which makes people realize that, oh, this is someone I want to partner with. So I know that you're, you're doing janitorial services. You're doing uh, groundskeeping. Um, is it, what, are there other businesses that you're involved with that, that you haven't had a chance to touch on yet? Well, yeah, but, but let me answer this real question. You yeah. my, my military structure, what's I do in the military? Bring. Oh, yeah. So one of the things I do is all my employees, they either wear black brown shirts. The reason is because they're going to get dirty to help clean. My supervisors, they wear gray. I wear white and all that because white don't get dirty. I mean, I ain't touching nothing. Mm -hmm. But when people come on the property, <laughs> please know who's in charge and who is in charge because of the color of the shirt they wear. And the name of the company's on there too. The company uh, names on the shirt is the company's name yeah, on the shirt. Yeah. Logos like I wear logos. I wear logos on all my shirts. So the reason why I do this is I can't see going to going to the store. I buy a shirt. Right? They say Nike shirt costs 30 bucks. So you telling me I pay $30 for a Nike shirt to advertise for Nike. So I'm paying to advertise for somebody. That don't make sense to me. I'll bring my own logo. And when if you make your own logo, when you get stitched off, you can write that off too. You write that off. That's right. Make my, make my own logo. Pass it to my employees. You make it yeah. where, you make your logo where it stands out. And you present Like on my hoodies, I should have worn my, one of my hoodies today, but on my hoodies, I put a logo on the uh here you see on my sleeve how i got it going down my sleeve and then so my employees when they see that all they they, they bought how can i buy other color hoodies i can give you other color i can have you buy, i can give you you can buy other black hoodies so they buy they buy black hoodies so i make money buying them, they buy black hoodies because they want to pass on my family because they want to wear it because it's stylish your name is just as good as my name it all depends how you present it if you right. present it good, they go and i tell them i mean look if you buy this hoodie man you represent don't put a black eye on my company because I have to let you go. Right. They'd be like, no, nah, I respect it. 
So now they wearing around when they're on off time, family event. Yeah. So I ask them, yo, man, who is these people? Like, who you wearing? That's right. the way I get employees too. Okay. Makes so sense. Makes sense. Anytime. I, so uh, my thing is, I don't wear no other no other name brand. I only wear my only wear my brand because I'm constantly advertising. Even my Makes truck, my truck, my truck is wrapped. You, you seen my truck? Yeah. It's wrapped. So I went and got my truck wrapped. Uh, and the day that I got it wrapped and they pick, and I picked it up, I'm driving home. I get three phone calls. They People want my business because they saw my truck. They got the number off my truck. So that right there helped pays off itself. One of the contracts I got, I, I pulled up to a building. It was a train station. I pulled up to the building in my truck. I got on my shorts. I got on my logo. I got on my hat. And I walk in. I'm walking, surveilling the business to see what I want to do. After I walked through the building, there was other, five other people that were trying to get the contract too. The lady told me, you know what? I'm going to hire you. I said, but I didn't even get the bid now. She said, you look professional. You came in with a professional vehicle. You look professional. You just send me what the contract is, and we're going to hire you because I know it's going to get done. So by doing that, I got the contract with just by just showing up. Wow. What does it say, what does it say on the truck? A co-star cleaning. Uh, I can send you a picture one day. But it says a co-star cleaning. So my janitorial business, I'm always thinking about high-end, right? Because people want to buy high-end. So instead of calling it valet trash, I call it trash concierge. <laughs> my guys got like butler. My lower got like butler stuff, like, you know, because I'm all about right service. You see, it's the way that you work with people. I don't give people contracts. I give them uh, what I said. It was uh, I don't. I don't give proposal. I give agreement because that's something that we agreed on. See, when people give a proposal on contract, people try to run away from contract, but they don't run away from agreement because it's something that y'all got in common. It's what, how you work stuff is how people take. So, do you, do you write these up yourself, or do you have a, a lawyer you work with when you write write them all up? Okay. Say that again. I do all this in my stuff. I don't go to people. I, I try to do things outside. I try to think outside the box. So the reason why I do I do things that work within line with each other. So by me doing janitorial cleaning for apartment building, I know they need ground guys. So I become a ground guy. I know they need valet trash. Be valet trash. I try to be a one stop shop for apartment complex. Instead of you having all these vendors, you already know what I do. So how me to do that service? Do you do you you mentioned that you Pool cleaning. <laughs> well, do pool cleaning too? Yeah, every apartment complex got a pool, so they need to be they need to be pool cleaning. So I, what I do is I, I hire. Pool. Now I don't do pool cleaning myself. You subcontracted. Find somebody to have a pool and I subcontract to them, and they clean the pool. I don't need to know the job. I just need to know somebody how to do the job. I like that. No, that's that's nice. That's phenomenal. So you're you're living in Florida. You're offices or your businesses are in Texas. Any aspirations to do things in Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, between here and I saw so, yeah, you asked so you asked me do I got other businesses? I do. Janitor is one of them. So when I check it out. So when I started the cleaning business, I ran into a guy that worked at uh Fast Signs. And I like to cook. So I was always getting labels from different stuff that I cook on. He was like, man, what do you do? I said, man, I got a janitorial cleaning business. He was like, man, so by him being in Fast Signs, people, all type of business coming to Fast Signs always doing stuff. 
So he told me there was a guy that uh, does chemicals that do products. So he introduced me. So that guy make all, so I, I sell uh, plant-based chemicals. I mean, plant-based cleaning products. And I got my own chemist. So I met the chemist through that guy. So by meeting that guy, that chemist showed, flew me to Texas, I mean, flew me to Houston, and I met another chemist. So I got two chemists. So one chemist helped me do my plant-based cleaning products. The other chemist uh, gave me like, uh, gas additive, oil gas additive, that's what he does. So now, I, so by meeting these two chemists, I met another guy that does grants. This guy gave me, you put in for a grant to, you know, expand your business. So by doing that, too, that's one of my business. So we do, uh, we sell products on the other business. And my goal is- You sell cleaning products. I sell cleaning products and I sell gas and oil additive. So my gas, so the gas and oil additive help reduce the mileage on your vehicle. So now my goal is to take that and, and go to like cruise ships. Cruise ships use oil and gas. Airplanes use oil and gas. School buses use oil and gas. So now those are my targets to try to do to expand that business. So yeah, so I got so that's called impact and formulation. So we got, I got that business. I got the cleaning business. I just yesterday started another business. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but that's called King Concept. The reason it's called King's Concept because what is the what is the most important piece on the board on the chessboard? The king. I, oh, actually, it's the king, right? Right. Yeah. The yeah. queen died. Yeah. The game still goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game yeah. over after the king goes. Yeah. So call it King Concept because concept is just an idea, inspiration, something to go. So that's the King Concept is how you play the world, how you play the board. That's the name of my business, King Concept. Okay. Okay. Uh, so well, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dre. Uh, well, tell me this before we uh, transition to the final four. What's one question that, uh, or what's something that people don't know about you that you'd like for everyone to know? Something that people don't know. That people about. don't know about me. Yeah. Uh, that might surprise them. I don't know, man. Because I, I, I tell everybody about me. I mean, I'm a straightforward guy. You know. I don't deal with mess. I don't deal with uh, problems. I, I solve problems. I don't deal with problems. Um, I'm a very first born person, very active, very loving. But it's nothing to that, you know. I don't. I just. I just stay in my bubble. That's pretty much. I don't care what's going on. I saw this art, this uh, comedian guy. He said that, you know, people get emotion, and that when you get emotion, it affects their money. So if I'm getting, if I, if I'm an NBA player and I'm making. $13 million, you know, a year, I'm not going to fight with you because if I fight with you, you're messing with my money. They kind of call your name. They be like, man, your mama, she's a hoe, she this and that. And that gets upset. He said, man, I just, when they tell me that, I'll be like, yeah, she gets like that sometimes. And just, <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what I'm saying. So you believe what you want. As long as you ain't messing with my money, my family, I'm good. Okay, uh, and, and Dre, I can attest when I first met Raphael, he was on the grill and he was grilling up some really good food. And and I was thinking he was going to say when you asked that question, I'm going to get a food truck or I'm going to get my own diner. Dude <laughs> <laughs> got skills on the grill, so a word, okay, okay. <laughs> but I, once again, I was he, we went over there, man, and he, he made this amazing food. This he was grilling; it was delicious. Okay. So okay. that must be the hobby. 
So anyway, yeah, so okay. I, love, I love to cook, but I don't. The reason why I don't want to try to do a food truck because I, I like enjoying the things I do. If I start doing it for it, it becomes work, yeah. and I don't yeah. want to work. I right, already got right. work on the other, so. Um, yeah. I, I like okay. my life. And the reason you asked me would I do something here in Florida, I was going to, and I'm not sure if I am or not, but I enjoy like just being here, don't have no work, just enjoying life, do the things I want while working in Texas. Uh, I like that. I understand. Well, and the reason yeah. why I chose to do work in Texas and Florida because no taxes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, clever, clever. Strategic move. Well, the final four. So we're going to start the final four in uh, – Raphael, if you could have dinner with anyone alive or dead, it's a forced chairs at the dinner table, you're in one seat, who would you put in the other three seats, who and why, alive or dead? I would put Rockefeller. Mm. Why? Because he knows a way, he has a strategy how to make generation, generation, generation continue to have wealth. Mm -hmm. So right now I have, I just got a book, just like, what would Rockefeller do? That's what I'm reading right now. So that would be one person. The other person I'll probably put in this would be uh, I would put what was the last president we just had? Uh, Trump. I put Trump. Uh -huh. The reason why because Trump know how to get money, make money, and how to avoid taxes. <laughs> put Trump there to, to to learn those kind of strategies. Yeah. Uh, last person I put in the seat, I would be Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Oh. Because his myth and, and the way his thinking is, is he, he show you how to take care of yourself, your body, mm. mind, and how to focus. What people don't bother you, you can know how to move around. So like, mm. now, like my life, I flow like water. I don't, yeah. I don't, whatever the direction is, I can go around and go, I don't let things stop me from what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like okay, next question. What's been your greatest success? The greatest success? Yeah. Having kids. Okay. Having my, having my boys, my daughters, just to watch them grow. I, you know, I tell my kids, they, my, they are my trophies. So mm -hmm. if they're doing good, Put you on the shelf and talk about you. If you're doing bad, if you're doing bad, I'm gonna. I don't got nothing to say. You are the product. I'm. A, I tell my kids like my dad. I can't give you nothing but my name. That's all I can give. It all depends how you how you. You can tarnish my name or you can make my name shine. But that's all I can give. I can't make you happy. The things I do, you might get happy, but I can't make you happy. You have to do that. All I can do is provide the things, life, and, and, and give you the tools for you to survive. When I give you those tools, you go in that bag and you apply those tools. So all I can give you is my name. So you take that and you do what you got to do. So my kids, they started their own business. They doing that. So they're making my name shine. So, And, and my dad, he, he, made, he stressed that. Like, I remember when I was young, I fell down. He like, get back. Said, what's your name? My name Raphael. No, what's your last name? Costa. So you don't need to worry about nothing. You you in a coaster. If you doing something about them, you in a coaster. Like he tell me all the time, like, I, I got mad at him one time because he had put on two different color socks. And I'm like, Pop, I, I did. he said, Why are you angry of what I got on? He said, Is the doing their job? Is my feet warm? He said, Yeah. So why are you angry? 
I'm comfortable. <laughs> and you wear. So he said, he said, look, I don't. I, the clothes don't make me look good. I make the clothes. That's right. But just that's right. change exactly how you see things. So that's how. That's yeah. what I do. Awesome. All right. The next. The next question is, what is your superpower? Something that's uniquely Raphael that makes you your superpower. The gift God gave you that no one else has. My mentality. Mentality. Mm. So it's the way you see things. So when I was in the, when I was doing boot camp, when I was in the military corps, the drill instructor was like, down and give me a hundred push-ups. People get down there because it's a punishment. They get down and see the punishment, they want to cry. I looked at it like you making me stronger. So instead of giving me 50, I probably give you 55 because I'm building my body. Mm. Same problem, it's just the way you look at it. So I just take anything that's negative and find a positive way to put a spin on it. Mm. So it's just the way you look at life. I like it. So if you were to write a book, what would the title of your biography be? Work like a dog, live like a king. <laughs> Did someone ask you that before? In that case, uh, uh, you didn't even think about it. You didn't even think about it. Do it. Are you writing this book? Oh, man, you put in work, you can live life. So I told my I gave my told my kids two options happen when you graduate high school. You can you can party now. And then get a job, and you be working, probably miserable the rest of your life. Or you can put in work now, and you can live the life the way you want to. But those two things are gonna happen. It's just what order you gonna put it in. Mm -hmm. those, those two things are gonna happen. You see it's people right. that in college, they're working right now. You see people that work hard now. They they got houses, cars because they put in the work in the beginning. But you are gonna have to put in work one way or another. That's how I do. Work like a dog. Live like a thing. So. I put in the work. Now I live the life that I want to live. That's awesome. I got to tell you, man, I've enjoyed having you on the podcast. It's, I think it's going to be inspiring for anyone who listens to this episode in terms of, you know, just the hustle mentality, right? And where it can take you. Uh, and then having the right mentality, which you touched on earlier. You can see it as a punishment or an opportunity. I tell you, I tell you man, the reason why you shouldn't be negative, man, because every day that you wake up, there's a lot of people want to be in your position. You got people that don't have homes, don't have cars, got to worry about bills. So every time you think that you have having bad, you got to think. People, regardless of what your bad is, people want to be in that position because they, their place is even worse. So I thank God every day I wake up. I thank God just for being alive. I just think I put God first because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. And I am blessed to have the things I have. So like I said, man, you just stay in your own bubble and just, do what you do. Look around. Never, never, anytime that you should look back is to see how far you came. You shouldn't look back to see where you're going. You look back to see how far you came and keep looking forward. Man, this is this has been inspiring, motivational, inspirational. Raphael, I, I want to thank you for being on the Dre and Smiley, the Inner Circle podcast, because the words you share with us, the wisdom and the business vision, it's really your vision. Business vision is just amazing and astounding. So thank you very much for being on the podcast. No problem, my brother. Anytime.